It's time for Sports Wrap on 760 WJR. All right, this is the wrap on 760 WJR. To a car phone we go. Dave, thanks for hanging on. You're on 760. Gentlemen, and Stephen Dan, you got the chemistry. It's cooking. Presented by FanDuel. Download the FanDuel Sports app today. FanDuel, more ways to win. Are you calling us from your office? I'm doing Sports Center tonight. With, Are you uh, really? Dan Patrick. Well, yes. I'm very impressed. By the way, give Dan our best. He's a good man. And, I will. Uh, hey, uh, hey, Dan. Chuck Swirsky says hi. This is the best sports rap has ever been, in my opinion. Now, here's your host, Chris Renwick. Happy Sunday to you. Happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers out there. Chris Renwick with you this evening here on WJR Sports Rap. Uh, Look, what a wild scene it was at Churchill Downs yesterday. We talked about it in the closing moments of yesterday's show because uh, they didn't fire off the horn till about 6.57. but Rich Strike comes out with the dub, 80 to 1 long shot to win the Derby. And in terms of like all timers or, or just like flat out stunners, this has got to be one of them. So he, here's a little background on Rich Strike. Uh, First of all, they didn't even know. Rick Dawson, the owner of Rich Strike, found out that his horse would be racing in the Derby about 30 seconds before the morning entry deadline on Friday. So 30 seconds before the field was to be finalized, they submitted and they found out that Rich Strike was going to race. Then, what's crazy, Rich Strike's victory, the greatest odds upset since, Jason, do you have a guess? Greatest odds upset in Derby history. Uh, It happened one other time. Uh, It was a 91 to 1 long shot. Donnerail was the victor. What year do you think this upset happened? Venture a guess? I will go with, let's say, 1997. How about 1913? Oh, jeez. Donnerail won as a 91-1 long shot. Crazy. Then afterwards, after the race, Rich Strike, because, you know, when the race is over, then they've got the escort horses that will that will take the the winners, the winning horse and the jockey, and they'll take them to the winner's circle. But then Rich Strike started nipping at the escort pony, which was wild. And they were just trying to get him under control. Crazy. Crazy. But just an unbelievable story. Um, the conditions at Churchill Downs were way better than what was expected. Um, and, and if you watch that race, we talked a little bit about it yesterday, kind of the favorites, Zandon Epicenter, were a couple of the horses that were in the mix a- as favorites in the race, and they kind of ran as most had expected. They expected them to lead most of the way, and they did. They finished second and third, respectively. Um, But it was just wild. I mean, Rich Strike was in 17th position, going into the final turn. 
And then you just kind of saw him take the inside and just turn on a mo. I mean, it was a different type of motor. Um, but anyway, it was really exciting. It, it's a fun race. Uh, you got the Preakness, you got Belmont coming up in the next couple of weeks as well. Um, and, and I think for, for most people, that's enough horse racing, but rich strike collects $1.86 million for the win. Um, and if, if you were, uh, among the betting community that took 80 to one rich strike, uh, you made some dough. So good on you. So if a, uh, if a horse starts biting the other competitors when the race is over, is that kind of the, like, uh, the same way as like, uh, how we puff our chest or hit our chest and you're celebrate. right <laughs> right you're right he's saying check me out i could do whatever i want here i'm going to stud it's going to be we're going to have a nice time um you know i don't the, there was obviously some difficulties getting this horse um to the winner's circle and if you see the video, I mean, look, you go on Twitter, it's all over the place. You just, you just Google it. Um, and it, and it'll show up. Um, but as they were, as they were taking him to the winner's circle, uh, yeah, he was not happy. He, he was, he really was not happy that somebody else was coming up next to him real close and, and pulling him. And so, yeah, he wasn't happy. Um, and that'll be the extent of our, horse racing talk here on sports wrap until a preakness uh coming up in the meantime uh jason look it sounds like a broken record and and do you know the tigers haven't won a series since mid-april april 14th april 15th april 16th it was the kansas city series uh they take the first two out of that series um, and they haven't won a series since or before. Tigers lose today 5 nothing, and they only were able to muster one hit down in Houston. They lose a four-game set to the Astros. And uh, I, it sounds like a broken record. I mean, it, it does. I don't know what else to say about this team at this point. It's frustrating. And, and I don't know what that shot in the arm that this team needs. Um, but, but once again, they can't get anything going. Five in a row, they've lost, uh, what are they, three and 12 in their last 15? Um, I, 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 I don't know what to tell you. Honestly, I don't know. I don't think anybody expected this. Th- this, this, no. No, everyone was excited when the season started. Now it's like, oh boy, I don't think anybody expected this. I, I mean, look, I I remember I was hosting Paul's show, uh, opening day and, um, Sean Belegia and I were talking and and we said, look, I don't think the, the P word is off the table here. Like, I, I think you as a Tigers fan should be excited about this team. And I think you as a Tigers fan should hold this team to a standard. And the standard maybe was the P word. And I'm sorry, I, this team doesn't look like they've got a pulse. Um, and again, we we talked about it yesterday. What they played 26 games. Um, I, I'm not trying to bag on them right now. Like I'm, I don't want to get too down on them because there's a lot of they haven't even played 30 games yet. 
Eric Koss said it. You play 162 games. We haven't even played 30 yet, but it doesn't make it any easier. We're still showing up to the ballpark with energy every day and trying to play the best we can. Well, you're the second worst team in baseball with an 8-19 record. Um, And again, we talked about what was on the horizon for this team yesterday and the opportunity they have to get it right. You got a four-game set, excuse me, five-game set with Oakland at home, 7-10 pitch tomorrow from Copa. You bring in Baltimore for a a three-game stand after that, and then you go to Tampa Bay for three. You're on the road to Cleveland and Minnesota for for, uh, two back-to-back three series, and then back home for a a four-game set with Cleveland. I mean, like, you've got Cleveland, Minnesota, Cleveland, Minnesota. In the in the towards the end of May, late uh, or middle to late uh, part of May. So yeah, this is a, this is a stretch where you can get right. It's a stretch where you can get right. But uh, Jason, it just feels like they have no pulse, zero. No. They have no juice at the plate. Thank God for the bullpen. Honestly, I I don't know where that came from or or where the I mean look the expectations for the bullpen I think were pretty low to start the season we talked about it we thought that was kind of where their bugaboo was going to be no it turns out that that's the the strongest part of this team starting pitching's been okay they're okay but, but they are anemic at the plate they cannot hit the baseball one hit today that is I'm sorry that is just not something that should be happening but they have an opportunity to get it right starting tomorrow, 7-10, at home against If Oakland. they lose the series to Oakland, it's going to be possibly panic time. And I'm talking, you know, three or four, three, uh, three or four out of five if they lose. Uh, it's not going to be good. And uh, So what do you – okay, so you – oh, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. We'll, we'll pick this up on the other side because I'm interested to know what that means to you. Panic time. Is it panic time for you? You want to weigh in 800-859-0957, 800-859-0WJR. Chris Renwick with you this evening here on Sports Wrap. We'll continue our Tiger Talk next. Is it panic time if they don't get this thing right in this five-game homestand against Oakland? More next on WJR. Back to more sports rap. Presented by FanDuel. Download the FanDuel Sports app today. FanDuel, more ways to win. Here's Chris Renwick. All right, welcome back. 800-859-0957. We left. Uh, Jason was giving us a juicy nugget. Tigers have the second worst record in baseball. Coming off a... Uh, a stretch in Houston where they went winless. They've now lost three, or excuse me, they are three and 12 in their last 15. But coming up, they got a five-game home set with Oakland. You got Baltimore at home. You go on the road to Tampa Bay, Cleveland, Minnesota. Then you're back home for Cleveland, Minnesota. Then you go to New York. So Jason says, that if they don't win this series, if they don't take three of the five, 
it could be panic time. So my question to you then, Jason, is what does panic time look like? What does panic time look like under 35 games? What does that look like to you? Well, in this series, if we're going to talk the next five games coming up with Oakland, who does have decent starting pitching. But panic time is going to be if the, if the bats stay silent. Monday's matchup is Michael Pineda. He faces Paul Blackburn. Good pitcher for Oakland. Pineda's been decent. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it's a, it's a winnable game. Tuesday, Ter- uh, Tarek Skubal will pitch the first game of the doubleheader. He's been good. Mm-hmm. Bright spot. Mm-hmm. Pitched great on Thursday. Uh, he had uh, he was down two nothing when he left the game. Struck out nine. So I can see that. Well, Frankie Montas, fine pitcher for Oakland, pitching in that one. So yeah, if the bats stay silent in this series, if they say go the next five games, score ten runs, I, I'd say it's panic time because more than oh. likely you're going to lose four out of five of these games. Okay, well then let me let me paint a picture for you. And, and perhaps arguing against against panic time. And again, you want to weigh in 800-859-0957, 800-859-0WJR. Get to your calls in just a second. Tigers did not, did not get off to a particularly good start last year. Fair? Oh, yeah. They were, what, 8-24? and 24. Right. So they're close to that, yeah. But... They were one of the hottest teams in baseball coming out of the All-Star break. I know, too little, too late. But they they got it together. And here's what I don't want to see. And I'm not even totally disagreeing with you that if they lose this game, you have to I mean you you have to seriously start asking some questions. But this team and was the, not. There was expect- no expectations last year, no. and there are this year. That's the big difference. Yeah, but what expectations really are there this year? Like, really, like nobody expects this team to win a pennant. And but they don't expect them to look like this either. No, it's fair. But like, did you even expect them to win the division? No, no. I've got the White Sox. Yeah, of course, because you're a, sm- a a bright baseball fan. You know that the White Sox are the best team in this division. So there's no expectations that this team should win the division even. But with that being said, you can't look confused at the plate. I mean, this is Major League Baseball. You can't look confused. I mean, they can't hit a, 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 a you know low 90s fastball. It's an embarrassment. So now, so but look, here's what I don't want to happen. I don't want Panic Town to set in, and then all of a sudden... You're making moves from an un, from, from unstable ground. Like, you know, you want to acquire guys or deal players before the deadline. You do that knowing you've knowing what your what lies ahead for you, right? Like the Tigers for the last few years have been in rebuild mode, so they've been they haven't been buyers at the deadline. They've been trying to unload so that they can rebuild from the ground up with young players, mix in then some, some veteran free agents, and that's, the, that's obviously been their, their template for how they want to do this thing. What I don't want to see is that fear or that um, disappointment early in the season start to seep in, and then some of those... I don't know, plans for the future are altered. 
that's where I hope the panic doesn't set in here. But if you're a Tiger fan sitting at home, going to Comerica Park, and 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 they're not performing against a team like Oakland, I I don't know how else you're supposed to feel. 800-859-0957, 800-859-0WJR. Uh, Greg is in Shelby Township. What's up, Greg? Hey, Chris, Jay Sizzle, Dizzle, Mr. Positive. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there, and especially my mom, Judy Baltef. Hey, I got to tell you, going forward, I don't know if they have the ability to get out of the slump. Psychologically, I think they are just beaten down. One hit today, two hits the other day. Uh, It's just not there, and I'm trying to think positive, but... You know, all I can do is take solace in what Miguel Cabrera has done. Uh, 600 doubles, 500 home runs, batting average over 300. Uh, 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 what do you call the uh, triple crown? And 3,000 hits. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's in a company so elite, Mays and Aaron, that he's in basically with Albert Pujols and some of those things. But going forward... Do we have to put it, the onus on Al Avila because he did not get back anything from these trades uh, that we've done? Is it all Al Avila's fault? To me, you've got to put the blame on him, but you've got to put a lot of the blame on the players just not coming through, not uh, doing their job. That, you know, it, this is so frustrating because I had high hopes. I know you did C-Note. I know Jay Sizzle Dizzle did. And I know that you guys felt like, whoa, we went on and got Baez. We went on and got Austin Meadows, 20, 30 home run hitters. Baez swings like a, a, a beast unchained, unleashed. So uh, Here, Here's what I'll say, Greg. Greg. Greg, here's what I'll say. Um, yep. I, I understand <laughs> what Maggie did and is continuing to do is something special. I get it. I, as a fan, that is not a place that I want to be. That I'm, I'm rooting Whoa. and I'm happy for Miguel Cabrera uh, okay. because he's he's now hitting at this point. Um, you know the, 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 these silly milestones. You know what I want? I want to win games. I want to. I want to. I want to push for the division. I want to win a pennant. Okay. I want to go back to the okay. World Series. I want to win the thing. Like. I get it, and 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 as a Detroit sports fan, that's what you've been reduced to. You've been reduced to to rooting for Miguel Cabrera to hit three thousand hits, five hundred home runs, six hundred doubles, and that's a bummer. And I'm sorry that you're in that place. But let me let me just tell you this: what I actually took as a sign of of aggressiveness, um. And and the the deal that I was most excited about this offseason was the Austin Meadows deal. I mean, Jason, when when Riley Green went down with that injury, with the fractured foot, they could have just, you know, trotted Eric Haas out every week. Or, or, Or they could have gone to a platoon of players out in the outfield. But instead, they went and got a a proven major league baseball player who who is a former all-star and a guy who can play baseball. Like that was a bold trade late in the game when they knew that they had a hole and they filled it. 
They filled it with with proven talent. And I was excited about that because that is a that's an aggressive move late in the offseason when 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 one of your young up and coming players went down, you went out and got a guy. And I found that to be incredibly exciting. I found that to be incredibly bold. And that is not that has not been the modus operandi for this organization the last decade. No, and they didn't give up much to get him. No. And God knows we've given up a lot of players and gotten nothing in return. So that was nice. Now the the, the yeah, jury's still. But then you also deal, you know, Cameron Mabin and a bucket of baseballs for Miguel Cabrera. Right. I mean, it happened. This is baseball. You, sure. you, 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 you trade prospects and more often than not, they don't, they don't work out. It's prospects. That, that's kind of the deal. But at the same time, look, I, 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 this is where I hope, I hope that that panic doesn't set in. 800-859-0957, 800-859-0WJR. You want to rap about the Tigers, it's there for you. Um, I also want to talk, we, we, we talked a little bit about that LIV league, the, the Saudi Arabian uh, kind of mirror to the PGA. They got a couple of big-time money tournaments coming up. I want to talk about that next. Because there is a golfer who, during a tournament this weekend, said something... Because a rules official improperly uh, used a rule against this player. And he went off. And he said some things that were pretty telling. I'll tell you who that was and what he said next as Sports Wrap continues right here on WJR. By the way, don't go anywhere. We got Spin on Golf coming your way at 7.05. Lots to do tonight here on WJR. Now back to more Sports Wrap, presented by FanDuel. Download the FanDuel Sports app today. FanDuel, more ways to win. Here's Chris Renwick. All right, we're going to get to golf in just a second. Uh, I did want to bring this up because I thought this was hilarious. Uh, Martin Brundle is a uh, Sky Sports reporter. Uh, in the, in uh, Great Britain, and he was down. Well, he, he's also a former race car driver, uh, and and now he's with Sky Sports. So he was down in Miami for the Grand Prix, and he likes to. This is one of the things he does. This is kind of his mo, where he's down. Uh, in the pits, in the infield, and he just kind of walking around. And that's where all the, you know, there's a bunch of famous people walking around, athletes, uh, actors, everybody, musicians, everybody's down there. And he comes across a guy, 6'10", and he's like, holy smokes, it's Patrick Mahomes. And he's like, I gotta go get an interview. So he 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 walks up and he starts talking with who he thinks is Patrick Mahomes. Here's the conversation. Listen here. This is crazy. I've never been to an F1 race. This is this is spectacular. It's amazing to be allowed right in the middle of the competitors just before the race starts. Yeah, now you can see they locked in. It reminds me of myself. Uh, a real focus. Okay, it's not Patrick. That's why he ignored me in the beginning. But what is your name, sir? 
Paolo, Bancaro. Right, okay. Well, I thought I was talking to somebody else. So I'm sorry about that. So Paulo Bancaro, who, by the way, there's a real opportunity that Paolo's going to be a Piston next year. And he, and, and actually, the best part was, at the end, he's walking away, and he's like, whatever, is what Martin Brundle See, said. I, I it, thought maybe hilarious. there was, I, I thought maybe there was profanity, so I chose to keep that part out of it. <laughs> I, I appreciate erring on the side of caution, uh, but re- really funny. Uh, and, and Martin Brundle, uh, I, what was it? Um, was it last year? Um, there was a um, Formula One event. I don't remember where it was. Um, oh, it's gonna it's gonna bother me. Do, do you know who Megan the Stallion is? Right, like she's one of the biggest names in rap right now. Yeah. Um, she was walking around, and Martin Brundle saw her and like rushed up to her to try to get an interview and, and they talked for a couple of minutes. It was, you know, funny and weird and whatever. Um, so this is kind of what he does. This is, this is what he does. He goes up, talks to, to a lot of these famous people and, uh, apparently is confusing Patrick Mahomes for Paolo Banchero, which is just hilarious. Um, all right. So here was the situation, um, at the Wells Fargo with, um, Sergio Garcia. So Sergio Garcia hits an errant tee shot and it ends up in this thick. I mean, it's, it's, it's not even grass. It's, it's, it's like brush. And there was a river that runs alongside. And so he hit the errant shot. It goes on the other side of the river. So he walks up. And starts to look for his ball, or at least that's what the rules official thought. So he walks up and then he has to find a place to cross over the river to go back to the spot where he tracked his ball to go down and and find the ball. So Sergio is searching in this thick, thick, you know, grass brush area. And after a couple of minutes, he found the ball. But the rules official said he took too long. According to the the rule for searching for your ball, you have, what, three minutes, I think it is, from when you start looking for your ball, you have three minutes to find it. If you are unable to find it, it is treated as a lost ball. You take a stroke and you drop. So... I want to play some audio for you here. It's going to be difficult for you to hear, but I want to play it. And then I'll walk you through what he said and what it means. Here's Sergio being approached by the rules official at the Wells Fargo this weekend. Listen here. So you said to the luck. Can't wait to live this through. Uh. All right. So the he the rules official came over and said you got to stop, and Sergio says so you're telling me I took too long, and the rules official says yes, and so Sergio just kind of like he was 
you know, he kind of uh, tossed his hand to the side like he couldn't, like whatever. And then he says, I can't wait to leave this tour. Couple of more weeks and I won't have to deal with you anymore, is what he said. Now, here's why that means something. Because that LIV tournament is going to be starting. The, the, this, this live tournament is going to be starting. Um, and look, I don't think anybody's going to miss Sergio Garcia on tour. Um, but it's something, again, it's, it's another name in golf that's making the move. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I just got a message. Let's bring in the guys from Spin on Golf a little early. Let's talk about this. BC Mike Faye down at Detroit Golf Club. Um, what, what did you make of this, fellas? <laughs> There's nothing to make of it, no. <laughs> sayonara, Sergio, sayonara. Okay, but look, look, again, I don't think anybody's going to miss Sergio on tour, okay? But let's start with the actual incident itself with the rules official. So now the PGA has come out and said, uh, we shouldn't have done it like this. The the rules official started the timer when he shouldn't have. And we, we basically screwed up, right? We screwed up. And... But, I mean, Sergio still ended up with a par. It was a par on the card. It, it is a par. Can't go back and change it. But the PGA came out and said they made a mistake. Do you think that the PGA should take... I don't know if it's if it's disciplinary action against Sergio. Like, should the PGA come out and do something against Sergio for his outbreak? Or do you feel like because they screwed up, they don't have the leverage to do it? No. I mean, if it was Phil Mickelson that said that, he probably would have been expelled from the PGA Tour. Do you believe that? Yes. So why do why do why do they go easier on, on Sergio? Maybe they I don't deal. really want to go on record it. and say this, but um, you don't know, right? <clears throat> let me tell you what he's gotten away with murder for a lot of years, and uh, you know what? I hope he does leave, and when he comes back and plays with his in these LIV, he gets what he deserves from the public. That's all I got to say. Right, Mike? And all right. Stop. Fair enough. You know who the POW is. I mean, no, come on, it's going to be. It's going to be. Yeah. That's what, what, what are you guys? I want to, I want to, we'll bring you back in here in a couple minutes too. We got to go to break in a couple minutes, but what, what do you think about this other league? Like, 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 you know, Greg Norman has said, we've got guys that have signed NILs. Like they feel like they've got a number of big name golfers that are willing to file an exemption to go over and play. Um, you know, obviously with the Saudi money, it's troubling that that's where a lot of people are having an issue with it. This isn't like going to the European tour to play. It's not like that. It's not like Lee Westwood or, or Tommy Fleetwood bouncing back and forth between the European tour. It's not like that. Right. There, there's a lot more, the, the, the complications are different. The, the, I don't know. It just feels a lot different. Um, so what, what has been, I'll tell you what, let me, let me do this. I'm going to get ahead of my skis here. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk to you guys about the LIV. I don't even know. Is that what they're calling it? LIV live live. What is it? Is it LIV? LIV is correct. LIV, yeah. Yep. Okay. So we'll talk about what what you guys think of this coming up because it is a contentious point in golf right now. Oh, yeah. Sports Wrap continues. 
Spin on Golf coming your way at 7 o'clock. Uh, lots of great stuff coming on WJR. You're not going to want to miss any of it. Back in a minute as Sports Wrap rolls on this Sunday evening on WJR. Now back to more Sports Wrap. Presented by FanDuel. Download the FanDuel Sports app today. FanDuel, more ways to win. Here's Chris when Reynolds. We were talking about... So if I have an opportunity to make $25 million... Or do you work to retire, right? Oh, hey, hey. Uh, welcome back to Sports Wrap. Uh, spin on Golf coming your way at 7.05. We're, we're going to make the fellas work a little extra tonight. I'm going to put a little a little extra overtime. Gladly. Um, <laughs> uh, here's the headline for tomorrow. BC hates Sergio Garcia. 800-859. Um, okay, so so we've been talking about this in the break. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on this LIV league? Uh, what, what are your, uh, uh, BC, Mike Fay with us, um, and Sean Belegian. Hi, Shawnee. Nice to see you. Nice to see you, pal. Um, what, what do you guys think of this thing? What, what, what are your reactions been? Uh, my, my initial reaction and my, um, start from the broad and go to the narrow. That's the way I kind of think. So this thing three months ago was, yeah, whatever. Another fly by the night thing. I don't know. It's not fly by night. And the more I look at it and the more. I guess I don't get emotional much, do I, Mike? No, um, no. you're emotional <clears throat> about this. Yeah, I'm very, very objective, not opinionated, right? But anyway, the more I think about this, you know what? It's time for for someone to put the PGA Tour in its place. And I'm I'm going to say that, um, which they've given me a lot. I'm not going to say anything more about that, but I would say that they have given an opportunity the Saudi League, and and now the political ramifications are starting to um reap their ugly heads but i would say that a lot of things mike would say also that have been buried Mm -hmm. you know on this side of the pond that you know what a whole how sanctimonious are we here are we really going here on this this golf platform now it sure seems like it doesn't right right. it it really does and you know what it's time for someone else with a little bit of competition doesn't hurt anybody does it mike no, like you were saying, here comes the money. Here the comes the money. Tour. I mean, there's there's right. an endless supply of money there. I mean, I think when I read it and stuff until starting to look at it and really look at it, a lot of people were looking at, like you said, you just push this on, go, oh, that, that won't work. You look at, look, let's look at some of the places these guys are going to play. Right. Pumpkin Ridge. Awesome. Okay. Bedminster, they're going to play at Trump National. Awesome. Okay. They're going to play in um, Chicago, Miami at Trump national drow i mean there's in boston they're gonna play london they're gonna play uh we were talking during the break these young guys that are really great players have nowhere to go now all of a sudden you've got a free tour school to go to yep and why not try tour school is expensive tour school is expensive and and look we've seen um guys that aren't necessarily you know uh, number one players in the world, number 10 players in the world that have, that have really kind of stepped up the game. We, we, we've seen a lot of those guys make pushes um, 
more frequently lately. Let me ask you this question. The PGA announced, what was it, a year and a half ago, almost, maybe a little more now, everything blends together, um, the player impact program. Hmm. Do you believe that that? Yes. I mean, look, basically, that's a popularity contest. Yep. Sure it is. That is a popularity contest. I mean, Tiger Woods won the thing. Um, He won $8 million. Phil Mickelson came in second. Tiger Woods hadn't even played a golf tournament. Um, so it's a popularity contest and, and it, and it, it incentivizes guys to become more active on social media. It encourages them to be more, uh, uh, public on tour. And so it's a popularity contest. Do you believe that that was a, an answer to this, to try to get some of these guys to, to stay out of the PGA? A hundred percent. I mean, let's start opening the coffers because there are coffers, there is money, and we're going to talk about the other bonus pools they have going on. You know, the top players from a certain point through the Wyndham. Mm-hmm. First right. guy gets two million bucks. Right. And Scheffler's leading that. So, you know what? You're going to win. You're probably going to win the FedEx and then win that extra two, two million bucks. And the last place guy gets 500 grand down to 10th. Or trying so, to figure out how to, how to get these guys to play more. Right? Keep playing more. Right, right. Exactly. There's no doubt that you're going to see more incentives coming from the PGA Tour because. You know, 15 events isn't enough. Let, let's keep this honest. Chris, what's really interesting about this to me is how Jay Monahan and the PGA is going to react because mm-hmm. right now there's whispers and murmurs, but you haven't heard anything. Right. You haven't heard anything. So I think this is going to become very real in the next few weeks because, again, we don't even know who these, depending on which source you look at, 20 players, 40 players are. And what kind of fallout and ramifications are there going to be from Monaghan and the PGA? We don't know the answer to that right now. Well, And that was exactly my question is how serious is the PGA from stopping this? How serious are they uh, about keeping these guys in house? Because if you've got, I mean, look, if Colin Morikawa decides to go play or, or Xander Shoffley or Bryson DeChambeau, or Brooks Kepka, or, or DJ, your big-name players, if they dip to go play for this league, that's a problem. But you don't want to turn a blind eye. You, you, you can't afford to not welcome them back into the fold. Do they make a, um, a, an example of some of the, the, I guess you could call them no-name guys, some of the guys that are further down on that on that sheet? Um, I, I feel like you have to be consistent, but it's not like you can say, Hey, Phil, you're not welcome back. You just well, can't. It, it depends if he's playing, you know, if he's playing a Trump or he's playing a Bedminster, he's playing on, on this side of the pond. It's a different story altogether. If he's going to go play in London, it might be a one-off. Okay. They're going to give him that. Sure. But it, again, it's Phil Mickelson. So maybe not, but he's got to have a release to play in that. And then. Like you said, will they welcome him back? Well, you know what? Like you said, 48 players, $26 million purse. You do the math. I mean, are you kidding me? Who and again, th- this is unprecedented. Sean, right. it's not like this is, um, y- you know, Tom Brady going to the USFL. It's not like this is Aaron Rodgers going to play arena football. Like this is, you've got your star players leaving to go play in a league where you're the PGA wants nothing to do with. 
And it's amazing because I, I think this goes back to something that BC said um, during the break. There are guys that love to play golf, okay? There are guys that love to play golf, but they love to make money more. Mm-hmm. And if this is less outings and the chance to make more money, I think a lot of guys are going to jump at that. I really do. I mean, I'll give you an example. A guy like Rory McIlroy is so funny that um, James Pyatt was playing a couple of times with Ricky Fowler down there, and Rory said he was going to play, but he couldn't because his wife hit his clubs. You know, so here's a guy that actually likes to play golf, likes to play golf all the time, but he had to take a break, spend time with his family, but a physical break and a mental break. Sure. So uh, a guy like Rory is going to play more than I think anybody would expect him to play. But, you know, I I also know people that like a Westwood Uh makes, you know, plays golf as a business. Sure. That plays golf to retire from golf. Sure. He's not going to keep playing like some of the guys are playing in their 60s, like a Longer. Longer loves to play golf and loves to keep playing golf. He's not a Bernard Longer. What do you you guys got coming up? I'm sure this will be a topic of conversation. Well, we're a couple weeks away, obviously, from the PGA, so we can do a little look ahead at that. Uh, Ken Griffin uh, from Boyne is going to be joining us as well. Of course, uh, Jordan from Hearts Unknown. I mean, that, sure. that's where we, we, uh, Jordan operating. We don't know where Ed Jordan is ever. So he this actually, only makes sense. He might be in Tampa. Actually. No, he's here. He, uh, no, he's not in Tampa because they're <laughs> going to get beat tonight. I hope he's listening. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, because I took Tampa Bay tonight. But anyway, he's on this couch. Good. Because we Good. get balls. <laughs> All right. Uh, spin on golf coming your way next here on WJ. Not going to want to miss it. Fellas, have a nice show. Good talking with you. Uh, that'll do it for us tonight. Have yourself a wonderful week. Catch you back here next Saturday, 6 to 7, right here on WJ. Have a good week.